G'day guys and welcome to the very first episode of the Australian Four-Wheel Drive Touring Podcast. My name is Sean and I love to get out and see our country. This podcast is going to be aimed at all the people who love to get out and see Australia, love to get out to those really remote places and do those iconic trips, whether it be the Simpson Desert or the Gibb River Road or the Cape, this podcast is for you. Four-wheel drive touring is a massive market now with more and more people buying four-wheel drive utes and getting out there with the family and seeing the country. So this podcast is aimed at all those people who like to do that. And we're going to discuss all the different options that are out there for you guys when you want to get out and see the country. All you've got to do is tune in to TV on a Saturday and a Sunday you know, afternoon to see how big this market actually is. We'll discuss different types of suspension and what the best combination is for your particular setup, where to go and what to see and how long it will take to go and do those things and what you have to keep in mind. We're going to be talking to all sorts of industry professionals, people that are leaders in this industry that can give you advice on the best way to do it and the way to stay safe because after all, that's one of the most important things is that you get out there and that you come back and that we have no issues. And I think education is the best way to help people get out and understand what they're actually getting themselves into. We're going to check out all different things such as camper trailers and rooftop tents and swags and just normal tents and discuss what the best option is for you. If you're just traveling by yourself, for instance, it might be the best idea might be to have a rooftop tent. Um, but if you want to park somewhere and then go and explore with your vehicle, then you can't really do that if you've got a rooftop tent. So a swag might be the best option. If you're traveling with kids, then it's you're probably going to want to have a campsite because you might want to stop for a few days. So a camper trailer might be the best way. And we're going to talk about different types of camper trailers and we'll speak to different people who run different types of setups and what they use and why they chose to do that. We'll talk about hard shell campers and forwards folding campers and rear folding campers and what the benefits of each of those are and how they can affect tow ball weight and ramp over angle and and we'll talk about some techniques that you can use when you're towing your camper trailer. A bit of background about myself, I love to get away. My wife and I um, get away for about five weeks every year and we try and get away to the most remote places as possible. So last June we went away and did the Simpson Desert, did the Darling River Run and Fraser Island and then we came back down through central Queensland and checked out some of the easier spots to get to like Walgett and Lightning Ridge and had an absolute ball. So we worked out that the best option for us was a camper trailer because we had a rooftop tent and we got to Cairns on our way up to go and do the Cape and it poured down for four days. It rained 60 mil a day and everything we had was drenched. And because the rooftop tent was attached to the vehicle, we couldn't pack anything up and go exploring. So we kind of tapped out at that point and we bought a T-van while we were up in Cairns because I wanted something that would suit our needs and I didn't want to be restricted by towing so um, I bought a T-van which suits us I mean it's a lot smaller than some people and if you've got a family of five it might be too small for you but it's perfect for us. I myself I've got a Land Cruiser dual cab which I use to get away in Um, I've had it for five months and I've put 30,000 kilometers on it already and it's already been over and done 
Flinders Ranges and the Eyre Peninsula and the York Peninsula. And as I said, we've done Fraser Island and the Simpson Desert. We towed our T-van across the Simpson Desert from east to west. So that was a pretty big challenge. So we'll be talking to people who have done that and what they think. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know everything. I'm going to go on the journey with you guys. I'm going to learn a lot. We're going to talk to all sorts of industry professionals, people from four-wheel drive accessory companies, we're going to chat a lot about 12-volt power because that's really important while you're away. You don't want warm beer. So we're going to be talking about different types of power and different types of power solutions. Everything from batteries and charges and whether you're going to go DC-DC charges and the benefits of DC-DC charging over a normal solenoid. We'll talk to people from Red Arc and we'll talk to industry professionals that know about this stuff. We'll chat a lot about solar and different types of solar panels and different types of solar setups and the way that you're going to camp power your campsite. Another really important thing to discuss is tyre pressures and tyre maintenance while you're away. It's really important that you understand the difference between tyre pressures and what they can do to your tyres and how they affect the overall performance of your tyres. So talking about lowering tyre pressures on corrugations and the difference between lowering your tyre pressures for corrugations and lowering your tyre pressures for driving on sand and different types of sand. So the desert sand is a lot different to drive on than the beach sand. So we'll discuss a lot about beach sand driving and different types of scenarios where you're going to need to run different pressures and why you want to run those pressures. We'll talk about the difference between all terrains and mud terrains and the pros and cons of each. And if you really need to go a mud tyre or if you're probably going to be better suited to an all terrain, obviously if you're getting out into the high country and you're getting into a lot of mud and stuff like that, then you're going to want to run a nice good chunky mud terrain to help you out but if you in reality you're going to spend a lot of time driving your car around while you're at home and then you're going to get away and do long trips where you're not going to be getting stuck into mud then you're going to be probably better off running an all-terrain tyre we're going to talk about suspension a fair bit um, what the best type of suspension is for the needs for your needs so you don't need flexi coils and long travel arms and stuff like that to go out and travel on the Udnadatta track. So that stuff all obviously has its place and that's up in the high country and the blue mountains and the glass house where you need all that sort of suspension travel to maintain traction. If you're planning on doing long range touring, then you want a suspension setup that is able to handle corrugations because after all, everywhere you want to go, there is corrugated roads. So you want suspension that can handle corrugations at 80 kilometers an hour all day and know that it's not going to fade so that when you get to a like a bulldust hole like out on the plenty highway somewhere where you've been driving for hours and hours and hours and then you can just hit a massive bulldust hole that you're not going to do any damage to anything and also you don't want flexi coils if you're going to be coming into a long corner at sort of 80 kilometers an hour and you don't want all that body roll because obviously that can lead to rollovers so suspension setup is absolutely vital and the two differences between off-road, four-wheel driving, hardcore four-wheel driving up in the mountains and what you're going to be using when you're either towing or when you've got a heavy vehicle that can weigh three and a half or four ton, the best way to have the suspension set up. 
the other thing that we're going to touch on that's vital and that a lot of people don't understand or get correctly is the GVM factor of preparing your vehicle so your vehicle has a gross vehicle mass and that has to be accounted for so if you go and buy a dual cab and then you put a steel tray and then a canopy and then you fill that canopy with gear and fridges and then you stick a tinny on the roof then you're going to exceed the vehicle's gross vehicle mass especially if you then go and grab a a camper trailer with a ball weight of 100 kilos or 150 kilos or even worse a three and a half ton caravan with a 350 or 400 kilo ball weight then you are well and truly exceeding the legal the legal weight that your vehicle is allowed to be and in order to do this correctly you can set your vehicle up with what's called a gvm upgrade so we'll speak to people about gvm upgrades and what's involved in doing it and the benefits because obviously you don't have insurance if that sort of thing happens and if you have an accident and you're overloaded your vehicle you've got you've got nothing and they'll just leave you stranded out in the middle of nowhere so we're going to discuss and educate people on the ideas behind gvm upgrades We'll talk a bit about communications, about EPIRBs, about satellite phones, about spot tracking and the different options that are available to you guys when you're off the grid. I mean, a lot of the time you're going to go for a week or two weeks without phone reception. They're the moments when you need to know that you've got something that you can rely on, something that's satellite-based and that isn't relying on phone coverage. So we'll discuss UHFs and using repeater channels. We'll speak to experts about... Um, UHF and how to use it correctly and what the emergency channels are and when to use those and, and how a repeater station works and the limitations but um, also the best way to maximize the use on your UHF which can be a really handy thing um, if you don't have service and you're near a repeater station you can still get a signal out for you know a long way and, and hopefully pick up someone who's listening. I am a photographer, so by trade, that's what, not really trade, but I'm a photographer. So um, we're going to discuss a lot about, oh, not discuss a lot about, but we'll do podcasts on photography as well. So I'd love to teach people who are interested um, how to take a photo of what they're actually seeing instead of just putting it on auto and using their flash and, and it's sort of ruining everything. So we'll discuss a fair bit. Um, on on one of the podcasts about the best way to capture what you're seeing. Um, we're also going to, in that episode, discuss drones and drone photography and the legalities involved with using a drone um, while you're away. So there's a lot of there's a lot of rules around drones, and one of them is that you're not allowed to fly in a national park. And a lot of people don't realise that you're not allowed to fly in a national park. And if you get caught, the fines can be absolutely massive. So we'll talk to someone about the legalities. We'll talk to an actual drone pilot um, about the legalities and the the risks and the fines involved and what you need to know before you just go and grab your drone out and a ranger comes over and 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 gets your details and reports you to CASA because they were looking for someone when we were at Dalhousie Springs a few oh, a month ago who was flying a drone at Dalhousie and the ranger was hunting around to try and find someone who had it. So you just need to be really careful and it's, again, it's not even, you know, it's just that people don't understand these rules. Well, guys, thanks very much for tuning in and I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. This was the first, the introduction to the podcast. We're going to get stuck into 
different topics every week. So um, if you've got something, feel free to email it through to me or get through on the Facebook page. If you want to have a discussion about a place that you're going or somewhere you're planning and you've got any ideas on what you would like to hear, please get in contact on the Facebook page and, um, and, and we'll do a story on it. Thanks very much for listening. Cheers.